Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sports or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's of course Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I am very good. Good to be on French soil. Yeah, I we mean, are racing in France. We are here. Northern France, it's not my favorite part no, of the world, but, know. Who, you know, hey, the sun is out, actually. It's been pretty good, so all... all Things considered, good day out. Yeah, absolutely. And I celebrated this morning with a double parked croissant. Uh, that was uh, that was good. Um, just a to, double to, what? Do, I was double parked on the croissant. Oh! Yeah, double croissant. <laughs> wow. At breakfast. That was good. Yes. Uh, anyway, let's talk about cycling and uh, Wow Van Aert. I'm not even saying Wout Van Aert. Wow Van, Van Aert. I mean, we've ran out of words to describe <laughs> this guy. He is... Yeah. It's sort of not surprising, though, isn't it? That's mm. the cra- the crazy thing is we're blown away, but at the same time we're like, well, yeah, it's sort of half expected. And when they launched it up that little climb at the end, straight away I thought, okay, I can see what's happening here. But I th- I didn't think he'd go solo. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd take two or three guys with him. No one could follow him. Yep, no one. So if we uh, rewind back, uh, stage was from Dunkerque to Calais, uh, and breakaway from kilometer zero just mm-hmm. went foof and inside that breakaway then we had court magnus court and perez uh, which pretty much held it all the way uh, magnus court com- uh, comfortable on his polkadot jersey he's claimed all the, s- the significant climb for the day so he's comfortable in uh, the polkadot it's nice to see that uh, a rider thinks the polkadot is worth it well <laughs> yeah and the question say, is how long can this. he <laughs> Hold on to it. Um, you know, but how beautiful was it to see him in the Polkadot jersey, uh, in um, on, on the Danish road as a Danish rider? He was so proud of having that specific jersey. Uh, but now he's taking them on the roads of France, and of course, it's not hilly, it's not you know, big mountains and so on. So we don't know how long he can. Hold yeah, on no, that's right. I mean, he's going to hold it for a week or more mm-hmm. because you know we've got the Parvay coming up and then well Planche de Belfi is one or two days after that I think or maybe the next day so he may well lose it there because he's winning points on these small category climbs yeah. so uh, yeah interesting to see let's listen to Magnus Kortnilsson thank you oh, in, in Denmark it was, it was unbelievable I would say yeah amazing uh, the first or the second stage, but but the first road stage out there in, in the break, and and she clearing the the Polgodot jersey. That was really a dream for me to to get it on, on Danish soil, and and the day after being in a solo breakaway, which normally uh, I think there's not many people that really enjoy it, but for me that was also super special, and I really enjoyed every moment being alone out there with the crowd in the in the Polgodot jersey. It was. That's really something special, yeah. Well, congratulations so far. And is it your ambition to take the polka dot jersey to Paris? 
I think that would be uh, really, uh, really hard. But uh, I have now a solid lead, and I could end up holding it for for a little while now, and uh, then we'll see what what happens. The right w reason why we mention him, as I said, is because he was in a breakaway uh, with Perez, and Perez could have held on to the last climb, which would have brought him second in the cons in the in the classification for the the Polkadot jersey. But uh, I think, like we just said, what Van Aert decided, and what Van and Jumbo Visma decided, yeah, brilliant decided otherwise. Yeah, yeah, and you you, you got to give it to them for their tactics, don't you? And look, the the fact is, Ineos were right there, so Ineos Yates. were right there on the wheel. Yates, Yates looked good. Yeah. He, well, I mean, he was the best of the rest, wasn't mm -hmm. he? So Yates is looking quite good. Martinez missed, wasn't sort of there. I think a few guys got caught out. Pogacar got caught out. Yeah. Roglic got caught v out. V um, Van der Poel. Got Van der Poel, yeah, which is surprising. You would have thought Van der Poel was, you know, sort of shadow boxing yeah. Van Art, but he, he, he obviously couldn't or wouldn't. Um, so I think it was a little bit, I think a lot of teams actually and riders were surprised by this last climb. Yeah. Um, but just shows Jumbo Visma, they've done their homework once again. Yeah, 100% because uh, we were all expecting a sprint stage uh, or sprint finish. We were. We all picked sprinters. You know, well, we all... sprinters survived a yeah. few, but not all of them. No, um, Grunewagen missed the boat, never got back on. I think Caleb ended up in that next group that came across the mm -hmm. line. But yeah, it was a diminished group, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 100%. Let's listen to Wood van Aert. Well, of course, uh, it was definitely a plan of our team to try something today. Uh, I think you could see we really tried to hit the front on uh, the last climb. And uh, yeah, the guys were putting us in a perfect position and also Nathan and Tish went full for it um, on the beginning of the climb. Uh, the moment when I took over, it was just yeah, all out till the top and we would make, make a, in the split second another plan on the top. Uh, in a dream scenario, of course, Jonas and Primos are maybe on my wheel and we, we can try something. But now uh, I was alone and I had the call on the radio. Jonas and Primos were safe with the other competitors. So that was uh, the sign for me to, to try and go for the stage win. So that was Wout van Aert. Of course, he's in yellow. He's uh, taking even more time on, a, on everybody way. else. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Wout van Aert, when we look at the performance so far in the beginning of this Tour de France, is this the man of the Tour de France so far? He is. He is. And I saw some tweet. You know, these people on social media, they love stats. They just love it. Mm. <laughs> and it was like his last six stages in the Tour de France, including last year's. Remember, he won on the Champs-Élysées. He, did he win the time trial, which was a couple of days prior? His last six stage results have been no worse than second or third. Yeah, it's crazy. So four here <laughs> and two or three yeah. from last year's. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when we look at uh, what happened next as well, uh, Philipson, he, uh, he, he thought he won that stage. He came in. There's always one, isn't there? <laughs> it happens once a year. <laughs> you see it. So he went for the battle. He went for the sprint. Probably realized. Did a great uh, job. Yeah, he did a good yeah. job. Yep. Good job. Good sprint. But also, like, he didn't probably realize in the point going, there's no other sprinter around me pretty much. Yes. <laughs> All the big ones are not here. What's going on? And because, yeah, you and I talked about it immediately after and, I mean, I'm, well, obviously, he didn't know. He, he's punched the air like he's, he's won but the stage. But how, how, like, let's be the devil's advocate here. Maka, how in 2022, with all the technologies mm. that they have, how can this happen again? So he's, he's, he's ended up coming back to that front group in a second group, which I think contained Caleb Ewan. I'm pretty sure I saw him there. He has probably pulled his race radio out. He's had a couple of teammates chasing frantically on the front. So I imagine the team were screaming at them saying, chase, chase, chase. 
you know, Van Aert's up the road, 20 seconds. They knew, his teammates. He's thinking that they're just drilling it for him, as they would anyway. Mm-hmm. And he's then sprinted to the line, not realising Van Aert hadn't been caught or not. It possibly didn't even know he was off the front in the, in the first place. That's the only explanation. Because if he had his race radio in, unless it malfunctioned, that, that's the only explanation. It either malfunctioned or he pulled it out mm-hmm. for the sprint or he just didn't have one on for the yeah. finish. You know? How does he feel tonight, do you think? Do you feel a bit... A bit uh, I, it'd feel a little bit silly, but not too much. It's a Look, it, it's a mistake. It's an error. It's not a big deal. It, he's still, yeah, he's, you he's feel still, like a little bit of egg on your face at the time, but he shouldn't. He, he's, had a, he's had a great start to the tour so far. More frustration thinking that, that, that you know, euphoric moment and then being told 200 metres past the line, no, no, mate, there's a guy six seconds up the road, just won the stage, and it was the yellow jersey, actually. So what else can we uh, draw from from that particular stage today? There was a few little mishaps here and there, crashes or whatever, but nothing major, so that's good. You know, this first week, Nelly of the Tour, we're getting edging closer to the first week down. No massive... There was a big crash the other day, but no massive injuries that, that I've heard of. That so is true because uh, every other year, uh, in the last few years, we yeah, have big we ones see, at the, yeah, the beginning we of the see, tour. Yes, we have. Remember the one with Tony Martin with the yeah. the, the the German woman, the uh, French woman, French woman was it? Sorry, Ali Opti Omni. Yeah, with the, with the placard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's good that we haven't seen those really nasty, nasty big crashes. Um, so today, I think. I like. I think we all like to see that minimal crashes, or if, yeah. we know they're going to happen, but hopefully it doesn't take you know a bunch of riders out. GC guys keeping the powder dry. Look, tomorrow's a monster day. Yeah, tomorrow's a monster day for them, and it's it's just really critical for guys like Ben O'Connor to survive. Mm-hmm. He just has to survive, and if he loses thirty seconds to the GC guys, to me that's a big win. But if he and but finishes upright you know doesn't doesn't hit the dust yeah absolutely and we'll talk about the tomorrow stage in a, in a minute how are the Aussies how are they standing before this massive stage today we said Caleb you know, Caleb must be frustrated with this beginning of the tour yeah you, you can't tell me he's not he has well it to builds be. it's building isn't it yeah. the, the longer this goes into the first week and without Caleb getting a win it's only normal and it's only natural for him and for the team mm-hmm. that 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 tension builds that, you know, you want to get one to break the ice. Um, so, yeah, he'll, you know, remember he crashed out on stage three or four last year, yep. really early on. So he didn't even get to have a proper sprint. Um, so he, he'll be desperate to get a big result. You know, today was a missed opportunity. That's fine because it, it, the sprinters didn't get their day today. So they all missed out. So he didn't do anything wrong today. But again, it's just another opportunity gone. Tomorrow won't be an opportunity for him with mm-hmm. the Parvey. And then, like I said, Planche de Belfi is in one or two days after that. So then, we, then we're almost at the doorstep of the mountains, yeah, of the proper mountains. So he needs to try and nail one pretty soon. So now, Mike, uh, let's focus on the big one. So we are we are heading towards Roubaix, uh, Arenberg, just on the edge of uh, of, of the Troy d'Arenberg. Uh, the pavé are exciting, at the very least, on on any day. Uh, but when it's a, a Tour de France stage, it's just a little bit different. It is. It is a bit different. And look, what's different about this is it's only a 157 kilometer stage. Easy. Yeah. Piece <laughs> of cake. Eleven sectors. Yeah. That's that is true. enough. That is a lot in 157. Remember, Paris-Roubaix is 257 or 260-odd kilometres. 
there's 27 sectors, I think. So this, it's going to be dynamic, massively dynamic. It's going to be exciting for us and for a lot of the riders, it will not be exciting. It will be nervous. And the GC guys especially who, you know, Garen Thomas, for example, GC guy, won the Tour de France, can ride the Parvay and, you know, is a guy that could ride front group in Paris-Roubaix. Suits him, but it doesn't suit a lot of the other guys. Yeah, absolutely. Right, let's go and do a bit of a round of uh, what people are, what are people thinking. Wood van Aert. Tour de France is a three-week bike race. It's a Grand Tour, and in my opinion, uh, the rider who can win a race like this should be really complete rider who can deal with all kind of circumstances. So uh, yeah, every now and then, uh, it's part of it. Like a stage like today is also part of it, where it's really nervous and short climbs. Um, so yeah, I like it that, uh, that that we have a stage like this in the tour, and uh, I think it's up to us to prepare. We we know it far up front, and uh, as a team, we put a lot of effort in it to to be ready for tomorrow. We talked to Jack Haig. Uh, he's nervous. I'm sick of people talking about it. To be honest, is all anyone talks about this and the bridge. But uh, nah, obviously I'm nervous. Uh, it's a very big stage where there can be a lot of bad luck that's sort of out of your control. So I think we'll just go into it, trying to minimize as much of that bad, bad luck as we can, have as many staff members out on course to have wheels if there's a problem. I think I'm quite confident in the equipment we have. We've done quite a bit of testing and uh, yeah, I think just try and stay out of bad luck and cross my fingers. There was a Jack Haig. Of course, he's nervous as well. Uh, remember last year, he had a, not a, such a great start of the tour. He broke the collarbone. Yeah, yeah. The way. So that, that that's... I mean, we want to well, say he's passed that monkey, which was today, I think, yeah. stage four. But now he's got to get through tomorrow. You're going to say no, but does that play in your mind um, when you're Jack Hegg or someone like this? Oh, there'd be. A, I think. A, I mean, you're, you're riding in the moment, so probably not. But you know, you just maybe in the back of your mind, there's something like I don't want to crash out of the race for the second time. You know, people were started to say about Richie Port. Oh, he's yeah. he's got the monkey on the back, and I mean, even Richie sort of said himself, you know, get past stage nine of got the monkey off the back and so there's probably a small element to uh, you know that plays on their minds but i think jack will just yeah he'll just go about his business yeah. what, what do you think is the vibe in the tour de france when they do the release of the course and the rider goes oh, another pavé stage they tend to come a lot more now in, well, the, in the tour de france yeah so they are, probably they're cross-promoting their their other product paris roubaix that's yeah. what the tour de france does i mean some of them love it some of the riders love it some hate it um, what, what's your opinion on this of having a mini Paris-Roubaix within the Tour de France well look I think I like it I think and, and I'm stripping away being a fan for a second or, or you know thinking what a spectator wants and the excitement of it for me the Tour de France it's the greatest bike race in the world it's the hardest you can argue it's the most prestigious definitely Therefore, we need a mix of everything in the 21 days mm -hmm. to get the very best rider. And yes, the GC's riders' hopes can be dashed on a day like tomorrow if they crash and crash out. Yeah. It's happened before. So, But hey, that's the race. That's the bike race. They can, they can also crash in a bunch sprint finish and crash out. Jack Haig, for example, yeah. on that descent, that was a normal you know, descent. It wasn't overly technical it was a bad corner he crashed with four or five other guys and his race was over can happen on any particular day so i think i like it but i do appreciate some riders think it's ridiculous yeah but think um, about it this way in terms of uh, just even marketing uh when you think about it it's 
something that the Giro can do. It's something that the Vuelta can do. But the Tour de France can. They integrate one of the other biggest classic in the world. Yeah, it's true. Inside their program. Yeah. Uh, the Giro can do this. Uh, well, they could they could put in a little bit of Milan San Remo. Yeah, for example. But but they can't put in Parve, you know, um, which is unique. So yeah, I mean, it's no, it is. It, look. The Tour de France know how to get the yeah, wow factor, don't yeah. they? They really do. And even, you know, the dirt road up to La Planche de Belfi, yeah. that's... Um, are, we, are they doing that this year? Yeah, yeah they're doing they Super Planche. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. You know, that's another element yeah. that's pretty cool as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's in a few days, as you said. And they stole that off the Italians, let's be fair. <laughs> the white roads of Tuscany, yeah, let's yeah, be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you've gone all quiet what, now. What do you want me to say about it? <laughs> Um, if we look at uh, some of the contenders for, for tomorrow, um, what can someone like Matthews do? Yeah, look, Michael's he's in good shape, and obviously their morale is high. They've got that stage win, so the pressure is completely yeah. off now with, with um, Bike Exchange Jaco. He was good today. Uh, he was he was there in that second group, so I think he was, he was top 10 uh, or 10th maybe. So he, his legs are good. Michael's legs are good. Look, I wouldn't put it past him. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. Um, is it? Is he? Does he want to take the big risks in that first sec- sector? I'm not sure. Does he want to get up the road? I'll be interested, actually, of the tactics. Will Luke Durbridge get a free card tomorrow? I, I would say most definitely he will, based on the interview with Matt White and, and Matty Heyman, yeah. and of course Matt Heyman in the car. This is his game, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Matt Heyman will be. There's no one better to have in your ear in the whole. Tour de France convoy than Matt Heyman. Do you know what? We spoke to him. Mm. This is Matt Heyman. Guys keep fighting me with the race book open to stage five, even though we're doing stage three. Um, no, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, yeah, look, I, I mean, the question still, should it, should it be in a grand tour? But it is, it's there. And going in a lot more relaxed because I've, last time I did it with the team, uh, we had Adam Yates and we're trying to get him through and, and, and make sure he had a chance to ride GC. So. With the team we've got here today, we've got opportunities. Everybody can have a go. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. No pressure on us tomorrow. Did you, as a team, do much recon on this stage? Yeah, look, I think uh, the key sectors are uh, 5, 4 and 3. Um, and uh, I've reconned them. Um, and the guys who, who'd want to do well, uh, Jack, Luke, um, they know them. They're from Roubaix, so they know all of these sectors like the back of their hands, just as I do. So. Uh, two we haven't, they wouldn't have seen, but it's very straightforward. So as far as the final goes, the guys know what's what to expect. As a an ex-rider, do you ever get out on those cobbles yourself anymore? Uh, no, I think I did about two or three training rides when I first became a director with the with the boys, and I realised that uh, there's a reason you go training, because if you don't use it, it's gone pretty quick. And they might be doing an easy ride, but uh, no, I. I'm not out there very often and definitely not out there with the boys training, so more time behind the wheel. As a, and one of the directors, will you be more on the radio tomorrow than normal? Oh, we're not sure yet. Whitey threw it on me just a few minutes ago that maybe I'll do the radio, but uh, look, we'll just uh, work out the best plan for the guys and, uh, and we'll go from there. Nice. Well, I think that you have a very relaxed demeanour, so I think that yeah. you're going to be a huge asset to the team. So good no, luck. No, I'm very much looking forward to it. Okay. So as Matt Heyman about uh, the stage that we are uh, about to see tomorrow. I'm excited about this stage. Oh, this I, I mean, from on paper it looks, it looked good in October. Yeah, yeah. It when looks we great. first knew about the stage, this was one of the key points of that 2022 stage. And you know, you know, yeah. And you know who else? I tell you what, I'll just give you some intel here, pal, because the tipping comp, as we know, is starting to take takes mm-hmm. some shape 
I tell you what, one rider I'd be putting a little wager on, thinking about your tips here, is Alexander Kristoff. Mm -hmm. He was, what, third today? Fourth today? So he was there. He's got some good form. And incidentally, birthday boy today, 35 years of yeah. age. He's won two monuments. He is good on the parve. One of those monuments that he won was through a Flanders. I, I wouldn't put it past me to see him in the front Am, am I tipping before you? I you are. Tipping for, you are. But I've got another one for you. Garrett Thomas. Yes. That, he's, he's on GC. Will try and ride front group, I would imagine. I would think. Unless he is there to protect Adam Yates, I'm not sure, but based off today. But I think he will ride front group, and mm -hmm. I think he, he's very capable because yeah. he can ride Parve. He's one of the very few GC guys that will ride it with the front with yeah. the front group if he's got good legs. Um, John Degenkolb won the stage across the Parve a few years ago. Uh, I think it was when no, it was actually pre Richie's podium place. Actually, it was the year Richie crashed out, sadly, uh, on the Parve. John Degenkolb won that stage. Remember, he's in the race with Team DSM. So there's a bunch of guys like that that come to the fore tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And guys like Degenkolb, you know, yes, they've got Bar Day, but I doubt whether they're going to put all their eggs into a GC mm -hmm. thing basket for Bar Day purely because he went to the Giro as his big priority yep. and then got sick. So I think they'll give Degen Kolb a, a free card tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody else that we... In, into the main one, is it hard to pass Mathieu van der Poel? Or is it? Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think... Well, it's hard to pass him, but then... Well, yeah. Van Aert wins in yellow today. Why can't he win in yellow tomorrow? Yeah. You can't put it past him, can you? Um, yeah. No, but I, I do like Mathieu van der Poel yeah. for a good one tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, all we know is that it's going to be super excited and it's going to be live on SBS once again. It is. And hey, just one other birthday. We, we've got to give it a mention. Philippe Gilbert. What a legend. 40 years old. 40 years old. He's the That's oldest. Nuts. He's the oldest in the peloton at the Tour de France. He's the oldest in the peloton. Yes, yeah, so right. Today, editor, he's wow. not the oldest professional rider. Yeah. Uh, but he's the oldest in this 2022 Tour de France. Wow. Yeah, he's that's pretty good. 40's pretty good. This is his last one. Last big, big lap of honor for him. Oh, massive. Tough, tough lap of honor. Yeah, tough, but big. She's not going to think of better <laughs> lap of honors to do. Easier yeah. ones. <laughs> uh, but you're right. Yeah, both of the boy. Uh, and one other thing the Giro Donna yep. is back on, and the world champ. Uh, at least the battle summer she won again mm -hmm. and in blanket finish uh, Charlotte cool third Mariana Voss third once again so Voss is hot on the heels and the GC remains Annemiek van Vluten she took that yesterday and Mavi Garcia from UAE team at 25 seconds Spready sits in sixth position she's a she's a fair way off the mark at the moment she's at five minutes mm -hmm. But, interestingly, fourth places at five minutes as well. So, Spratty finding her legs. So, great yeah. to see Amanda Spratt sort of getting back towards that pointy yeah. end. Uh, totally agree. Uh, it's always good to, uh, to follow as well the Giordana in this podcast. Thank you, Maka. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Garant Thomas uses it. So too does Mathieu van der Poel. And Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a World Tour contract. 
One of my favourite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meet-up rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.